The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored this week by Motor Bunny, the ride-on-top vibrator. Get $50 off a Motor Bunny starter kit at MotorBunny.com by entering the code MANHORE at checkout. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, jailbait, old souls, and sexy spinsters? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. All right, all right. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to the show if you're new, and hey, welcome back if you're not. Uh, I am your host, comedian Billy Presida. If this is your first time listening to the show, this is a podcast where I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. Uh, This week's guest, wow, y'all are in for a treat. I reconnect with Maya on this week's podcast, and I can't wait to share her with y'all in a bit. But first, show dates, people, show dates. All right, next week, November 21st, I'm going to be at The Stand Comedy Club doing Roast Masters. I'll be doing a roast battle against comedian Amber Rollo, and uh, and then you'll be hearing Amber on the podcast a couple of weeks from now. So y'all should come out, uh, check that out. Call, call, come watch me get called fat or something. Uh, and then November 29th, I am doing a the history of dick pics at a KGB bar that's uh, down on the in the East Village. It's a little panel show where we will be discussing. The pictures of penises uh, with leading penis picture taker, Soraya Dulbaz, who y'all may remember uh, from from a couple years ago on this podcast. Uh, That should be fun. And then, of course, we have another Fan Whore Facebook Live hangout on November 29th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't know if it's Eastern Standard or Eastern Daylight. Someone on Twitter keeps telling me I'm wrong. So I'm just going to be safe and say Eastern um, come hang out for that. And of course, go like the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page uh, for, for friendly reminders. All right. Uh, for more information on those show dates and others, just go on over to manwhorepod.com slash comedy. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Um, what's up with me? You know, Ohio was fun. Uh, I went out to Menor, Ohio. Uh, shout out to Knitters Gonna Knit. For coming out, uh, she dragged her husband uh, out from Cleveland to come check out the show. It was a good time. Intimate crowd. I don't get the headline often, but when I do, uh, when I do get to stretch my legs out with a nice long set, uh, we have a good time. Uh, what else is up with me? You know, I haven't been talking about the breakup terribly much on this show. That is uh, on purpose. That is by design. I will say that... Uh, Feeling better, though. Definitely feeling good. I don't know if it's because of, I've been dating other people or if I'm dating other people because I'm good or if it's a combination of both. But it feels good. Uh, I started dating a couple people, uh, one of whom I, I can't tell you anything about because it's a surprise. You'll have to wait till after this episode to know more. Uh, and then, then I've been seeing this other woman who's just, you know, fantastical. Uh, she's... <laughs> She makes me feel all warm and fuzzy, and apparently she's been tweeting about me in in the several weeks that we've been seeing each other, so I only discovered all of them last night. Feels weird being on the other side of that being tweeted about thing, you know? 
Uh, I'm not not really used to that. Norm- normally, I am the tweeter of. I don't want to say I'm using the word relationship lightly at the moment, but of a pairing. I'm usually the one making comments to strangers on the internet, so that's fun. Yeah, and and you know, it, it just and having sex again, like it just feels nice to be a sexual being. Like I like that before, just after the breakup, I wasn't really having sex for I don't know, probably at least a month. I wasn't having sex, and that was because I was sad because of the breakup. Now I'm back to um, sometimes not having sex just because I feel fat. Like, that's my bread and butter. My libido goes down when I gain weight and feel gross and disgusting. And uh, I got interrupted from that by by heartbreak. Now I'm back to my comfortable zone of hating my body. And I'm loving it. Yeah. I did get a gym membership again. Got myself on the plan of fitness. However, fucking my first day back, turns out my shoulder's all fucked up like it was uh, several years ago. So I had to contact the physical therapist, X of sorts, Emily, who y'all may remember from an old episode of this podcast. And (laughs) so I feel like I'm in limbo. I can't really do much. You know, the first day I go back to plan fitness, I start running on the treadmill. I'm used to running outdoors in the bright sunshine. I hop on a treadmill and it starts skipping on me. So every it's like every other step, the the belt is digging too far into the base and it like skids on me. So I can't actually run because it keeps like you know skipping on me, almost like a disc skip on a on a on a Walkman. Uh, any people who are too young to remember, a Walkman was a device that you used to listen to CDs on the go. CDs were these things; they were like these small discs that were like cassettes but thinner cassettes were these things where you you know what fuck it if you don't know what a walkman is or disc man i I can't help you so that thing keeps skipping so i go into the next one that one skips even harder uh then the i try to up the speed on the treadmill to like 7.5 no big deal i know i look a a slightly stocky but i'm kind of quick on my feet I can run a sub seven minute mile. No big deal. So I'm trying to run the 7.5 and the thing just fluctuates from like 6.3 to 6.8. Then a message comes on the screen and says, cannot reach target speed. Okay, I get it, Planet Fitness. Your treadmills think I'm too fat to go that fast, but I swear I can. Please deliver me a treadmill. That like, I genuinely went to the guy and I said, hey, your thing says it won't go to the target speed. Is that because I'm too fat for your treadmill? Before we get to this week's guest, Maya, I do want to give you a little taste, a little teaser of tomorrow's bonus episode on Patreon is part of our uh, all patron episode series called the Craigslist Chronicles. The Craigslist Chronicles is a uh, monthly bonus episode that I put out exclusively on Patreon, which is available to all patrons of any pledge amount. Uh, All you have to do is pledge $1 and you get access to all of the Craigslist Chronicles. These are stories that feature me with uh, the uh, telling Craigslist stories of women who will never be on the podcast. They will never be on the podcast because I don't know who the fuck they are. Like, I don't have their name. I don't have a name, a valid email address. I don't have a phone number. I've got no information. A lot of times it's because they were wearing a blindfold or we didn't really do much talking. Stuff of that nature. 
Sometimes I'm interacting more with the husband or the boyfriend, but then they go AWOL. So this is one of those stories uh, of me at just a random afternoon fuck that was kind of sprung on me. I'm going to give you just a, a pinch of a taste of what that story sounds like. But, but you know, when I finally approached the woman, you know, that's when I noticed she wasn't wearing a blindfold. No, she was wearing a gimp mask. Yeah. Now, I don't want to shame kinksters for wearing gimp masks, but you can't sell me a woman in a blindfold. And then when I show up, she's wearing the freakiest part of Pulp Fiction on her face. So if you want to hear the rest of that story, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Put down at least just one buck, one dollar, and you'll gain access to all of the Craigslist Chronicles. Pledge $5 or $10 and you'll receive dozens and dozens more uh, bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast as well. Uh, the Patreon, I gotta say, just it's a... You know, the Patreon is a very important thing for me and this podcast because I do this show full time. And the only reason I'm able to afford to do this show full time is because of you listeners. I know you hear me having sponsors here and there, but I, I'm telling you, they ain't the, they ain't big money. That's a, that's a piece of it. The big thing is my Patreon page, which I love because it means that I am mostly sponsored by you, the listeners. You know, I'm, I'm really fortunate enough to have amazing fans who support this pipe dream of mine, you know, as members of my Patreon community. And I've always said this, if every single one of my listeners pledged just $1, I'd be making enough money to care about this new tax reform plan, okay? Every dollar helps. Every new member reassures me that this whole podcast life thing is a good idea. You know, every month I get an income for the work that I do from the people who love it. So if you like what I do, show some love at patreon.com slash podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Now for this week's guest, Maya. Maya, I met uh, at a Hacienda party a couple years ago. Uh, if, if you dig back enough into the podcast archives, maybe if you go back to something, I think... January or December, I think it would be January of 2015. If you dig back to then, you'll probably hear in an intro about me dating someone new or meeting someone new and being all smitten. I may even reference that she's older. And we, I, that was Maya. We met, we went on some dates, and then she kind of just said, you know what, nah. But she, but it was so weird to me always because you know she, I, I, I wasn't just trying to fuck her. I was trying to get to know her. I was trying to date her. I wanted, I wanted to see if that chemistry was something that was just um, fleeting because we met at an orgy, or if it was like real and it was something that we should explore. But she said that I was too young for her. Yeah, see, back then I was twenty five years old. She was thirty eight. I was too young for her. I said, "Am I like too immature? Am I doing a thing? Is it no? Do you need she? She has a daughter. I was like, "Do you need someone who's going to be like a father to your child?" She's like, "No, it's just that 
you're too young for me. Very arbitrary, very vague, nothing really specific. And obviously, I'm not going to argue with someone into, into dating me. That always kind of bugged me. So I was really excited when she said she would do an episode of the podcast. Because maybe we could now get some answers. So I do press her a little bit on that. But we have a really fantastic discussion. Um, there's highs, there's lows, there's goods, there's bads, there's happy, there's sads. And at the very end of the episode, well, there's a really wonderful surprise. And I think y'all will be very happy to hear it. So let's go ahead and get to my conversation. Reconnecting with Maya. Billy, cheers. Salute. To Man Who Are podcast number... Uh, this would be 188, I think. 188, almost has... my age. Almost, almost. We're getting there. Mm. Uh, so, Maya. So, Billy. You don't want to keep this up here? You don't want to let it like, uh, wiggle like that, right? Okay. Yeah? Is this better? Yeah, may, uh, if you're talking loud enough, you should be all right. Say some things. Some things. How you How you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. is this uh, like this is a supernatural way to spend a uh, a Wednesday night. Yeah, I have to work later, but sure. Okay. <laughs> well, you were asking before, as so you were like, I I'm getting hit on by all these younger guys. I have no idea why. I'm like, I can think of a few no, reasons but why. It's consistent ever since I got divorced. I've always been hit on younger guys. Did you know that like young guys hit on a lot of people who are hot? <laughs> That's just a thing they do. <laughs> so when you exist as a hot woman in a well populated city. You're going to get hit on by a lot of guys, many of whom will be younger. <laughs> but they should know that I am older than them. And who, why does that matter? It matters because, all right, so it's not your age, it's on, your on, stage. on our, yes, and we'll get and into that in a moment. most guys but. who are younger are at the wrong stage in life for me. Mm. So therefore, uh, that's I not going to That's not going <laughs> to stop us, you know? <laughs> We're so interested. Yeah, but like interested for just like a one night stand kind of thing. It depends on the guy. It's almost as if people are individuals. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I wanted to date you. I didn't. I didn't like just want to fuck I you. I know, but you were too young. I mean, says who? Says me. <laughs> well, then there you go. You were at the wrong stage in life. Possibly. You just wanted experience, and I wasn't going to go for just the experience. I didn't want just the experience. I was super into you. You were. You're. You're witty. You're smart. You're a badass. You're super sexy. Um, you're at least a little open-minded because like we met at Hacienda. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm interested. I at least want to like, go get dinner, you know, type of thing. Um, so no, I was, I wasn't like, like I said, I wasn't just trying to fuck you. I wouldn't go to like some fancy wine place, um, like uh, by union square. If, if I was just trying to sleep with you, Okay. there are easier ways to do that. <laughs> like there's Craigslist and Tinder and Bumble. Oh my. Right. Like, yeah, but you're not going to get the quality women that way. That's not at all true. I think there are a lot of women who are like swiping on Bumble right now, listening to this, be like, excuse you, bitch. I am very much quality. Oh, I hate Bumble. <laughs> I hate all those dating apps. I bet you do. I bet you do because they're populated by a lot of guys my age. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just populated by a lot of people not really interested in real connection. Yes and no. I mean, I think it, I think it's no different than general population. I think it's just condensed in a small area, you know? I don't know about that. I think that it's the dilemma of too much choice. So like everybody has way too many choices. And so if you, let's say, have the wrong intro line, then they just unmatch or ignore you. 
And very few of those matches actually turn into offline connections. But if they weren't on that app, it doesn't mean that they are like that in the real world. It just means that now that they're on this app, now they have the capability of doing that. They didn't always. It's not that people were Xing people out for small minor infractions to go to the next one before Tinder. Because you can do that with Tinder or online dating, that caused people to do that. Which is probably going to have a negative effect because it'll probably start to drift out like offline as well. But I don't think people were like that beforehand. But hey, what do I know? I was 12 then. So, (laughs) you know. But uh, this is a good time to say like I'm here talking right now with Maya. Hello, Billy. Hello again. You look lovely tonight. Thank you. In our in this like we're in her kitchen where she has one light on. It's the light over it's the mood lighting. It is mood lighting. <laughs> it almost feels like we're on a date right now. In which case, I'm into it. I uh, have candles. Would you like me to turn the candles? Can we? Yes. Yes, yes I can light let, them. Let us please. Let's make this as close to romantic as possible, and let me hold out hope I still have a chance. All right. <laughs> While she's uh, while she's lighting the candles, I'll give a little bit of context. I met Maya. We just realized it was like two years ago. We met at a hacienda. She inspired a joke that I no longer do anymore on stage. Oh, too bad. Yeah, it was too too wordy. It will come back one day. Okay. Well, we made out a lot. During we made out a lot. It was In great. Lots of different places. It was fantastic. Yeah. And then we came back to your place. And then we came back to my place. I like how you're like. You want to get out of here? I'm like, I mean, sure. We we can do the things there here, but I'm happy to go there as well. I preferred the more interesting experience. Mm-hmm. So I had zero arguments, and I still have zero arguments. I'm like, yeah. you're gonna be there, right? That's that's kind of the one stipulation I have. No, no, I love Hacienda a lot, um, but I feel like it's full of exhibitionists. Mm-hmm. And while I love the atmosphere and I get turned on by it, I would rather go back to my place for a little more intimacy. Yeah, I just I just prefer that my place be like right next door. <laughs> but I get that I don't go to the parties and like fuck a lot. I was having this conversation recently. I have it a lot with people. I say like they're like, oh my god, you go to orgies and you fuck all these women. I'm like, not really. Like I go and I meet women. Yeah, or I talk to people and then maybe I fool around there, but. And, and I'll maybe even like, we'll do some oral, but I fuck at Hacienda so little. Right. Compared to how much like I connect and we meet up later or we fool around at Hacienda and then we fuck at their place or my place. Right. Because it's all about meeting like-minded people. Exactly. And that's what I love about those places is you tend to connect with people who are like you, who are maybe a little on the fringe. And are you on the fringe? Of course I am. Because you don't look it at all. <laughs> What does that mean? No, you look like uh, like a very mainstream hot person who doesn't, you know, go to sex parties. Are you saying that mainstream hot people don't go to sex parties? I'm saying you don't have like a shaved side head cut thing going on. <laughs> you don't have like a little pixie thing. Your hair is one color. Uh, you're not covered in tattoos. <laughs> well, uh, I do have a professional life. Sure, sure. And I'm a mom, so you can't really do that as a mom. Ooh, I had Jesse on who's like, uh, I think Jesse's your age a few months ago and she's a tattoo artist she's like covered in tattoos she's a tattoo artist that's completely different that is not my profession no 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 no. so i i have to you when you brought up the mom part i was like well jesse's a mom and she's got very true yeah she's in the poly household and she's got this like daughter who knows like about all the poly stuff really how old is the daughter i think i think she's like seven or eight now or nine she's she's nine tops and so i was like can i have her on the podcast she's like fascinating (laughs) i was like that I was like, tell me what it's like that your mom like has all these dudes over. Wait, and the daughter's <laughs> fine with this? Yeah. Because they, mm. they brought her up in this sex-positive poly household where 
it was just standard. Like, there's no reason to think it was weird because that's the way she was raised to be like people can be in whatever relationships they want to be in. I actually have hidden everything about my personal life from my daughter. I would imagine. Yeah. Like, like she doesn't think I date at all. (laughs) Wait, so I mean, how, what does it take for like your daughter to meet a guy? Uh, the only time she ever met somebody was a long-term relationship that I had with a guy who was much younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 11 years younger than did me. Did he ruin it for the rest he of did. us? He totally did. So you don't want to, don't let one guy <laughs> represent all of us. No. Don't let any guy represent me. Most guys are shitheads. Like I was like, I would like to stand judged on my own merits and demerits. Um. <laughs> No, he was he was great. It was a really good relationship. It was actually one of the healthiest relationships that I had. Uh, the problem is that when he met my daughter, uh, he was awful with her. What he do you mean just, like awful? He was awful. He His only real communication with kids her age uh, was as a camp counselor. So he treated her like a camper at a camp, a camp, like summer camp. And instead of trying to connect with her, like here's the – you know, my girlfriend's daughter, mm-hmm. he bossed her around like she was a camper doing something wrong. And it was it was awful. Like she and him did not click. And I could not see dating him longer after that. So we broke up. What will it take for a man to meet your, your daughter then in the future? Uh, knowing that if I'm going to introduce him to her, it's he's going to stick around for the long term. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So no one has met her since. Okay. And was that the guy right before me? That was Vaguely? the guy that, yeah, caused me to go to Hacienda. Yeah. I was going to ask because I forgot how you got there. <laughs> I were- got there because I lost my mojo. And so I went to Hacienda because one of my friends who's in the scene kept telling me I should go. And I went and I had a really good time. And, and you found you. your mojo. And I got my mojo back. And you found me. <laughs> Yes, we had a really good kissing session that we night. We did. You're a fantastic kisser. So are you. Oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so so why did why a sex party to get your mojo back? Should we also sit, mention you keep bringing up the age thing? What do you care to say? How old you are? I'm forty. Okay. I just turned forty a couple of months ago. Okay. And I'm okay with that. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we live in a very youth-obsessed culture. So. I think we live in a beauty-obsessed culture. If you look hot at 40, I think people are going to choose you over like the busted-looking 25-year-old. <laughs> and I, I'll always take like the 45-year-old version of a 25-year-old any day because that 45-year-old knows what she wants. She knows what she's doing. She has a better semblance of like her life. And we take care of ourselves. Yeah. Like we have the money and the wherewithal to actually take care of ourselves. Or like you have money. Let's just start with that part. Uh, <laughs> Billy has holes in his shoes. This is <laughs> yes. Another reason why I won't date younger guys mm-hmm. because I don't think they can handle my lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I like to go and do fancy things. I like going to do fancy things. I just can't afford those fancy things. But if somebody wants to pay me to go to those fancy. So I'm going to be your sugar mama. I mean, I wouldn't call it that. I would just say uh, we we're like proportionally splitting the bill. <laughs> just comparing. Per income? I feel like you make like 10 times more than me. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, being honest. and I'm okay with that. I'm not, I'm not going to feel weird about it. I know, but like I already take care of somebody. I don't sure. want to take care of another person. Yeah, but like that's taken care of by like you like, I, and I know she's bigger than this, but like I'm making cradling motion. You take care of somebody. Uh, but it's not like I'm saying like, hey, can you buy me a pair of shoes? Yeah, but it's if I more want to like, go on vacation, am I paying for you to go on vacation? Maybe not the whole way. 
I've I, I've talked to people who like are in mixed income situations. I mean, my ex, one of her partners, very wealthy dude, and so he wanted to like take them, him, uh, her, and another girlfriend of his to like Europe. Okay, and I think the deal was kind of like okay, he's gonna cover everything while they're there, but just you pay for your flight, like you get there and back. I'll take care of everything else. I was like, oh, that seems like a reasonable thing because my ex didn't have a day job yet and she was like fresh out of college and he is like a, an accomplished professional, we'll say. Yeah. I would do that. You would? Yeah. All right, you want to go on vacation? <laughs> I've, I've got some listeners who are willing to chip in for my uh, plane ticket. <laughs> Come on, we're not dating. Uh, I mean, look, the, the night is young. We have mood lighting, we have candles, we have Prosecco. <laughs> And bourbon. And bourbon, yes. And yeah, the night is young. <laughs> uh, so so what was it? Why a sex party? Why not? Because some people, they get a relationship. They go speed dating. They go on a blind date. They, I don't know, fuck, they try the other, the opposite gender. Like, what? why go to a sex party to get your mojo back? Because the people at the sex party are more like me than anyone I've ever met at regular places, like at a bar or a party. They're not afraid to let their freak flag fly. And they are so in touch with their sexuality that it's just a turn on to be around them. And most of them are intelligent, accomplished people. So there's a lot to talk to them about. So I'm more engaged at those parties than I usually am at a bar. What on earth did you talk to me about that? You, uh, we talked about your, you know, your comedian. Uh, you were like these are, these are, these accomplished professionals, and I found so some t- child on stage. <laughs> no, no, but you're actually <laughs> comedians are really smart. That's the secret. Is they're really, really smart people, or we're great at faking it. No, but you have insight. Yeah. Yeah. I, yo, you hear that, everybody? I had insight. You and have shit. insight. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I have insight. And you can carry on a conversation, which is very attractive. Oh, Okay. Okay. Well, wh- how did we meet there anyway? I forget who. An approach. Was were you wearing? I, I vaguely remember you wearing like a sexy. Were you wearing like schoolgirl outfit? I was wearing a schoolgirl outfit. Now I even remember. Yeah, yeah. This was what was it like an uh, was an opposites. It was yeah. Theme uh-huh. and I <laughs> to get play into the professional thing. I wore like a a suit jacket with no shirt on and yes, like slacks. You were the professor and I was the schoolgirl. Yeah, yeah. I was like, let me let me look the opposite income that I will ever make, <laughs> <laughs> and let me look like a business guy. And then you were this like the sexy schoolgirl. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was trying to go for secretary, but schoolgirl is fine too. Either is look you in any of those outfits is going to be crazy hot, so it's fine. Uh, and then yeah, we talked all night. So what? So we went out a few times afterwards. We I do remember that, and and I remember you have a car, and I was like, yes, yes. like score. Um, <laughs> the cars are great. What? Uh, I remember one of our dates was at like that wine and cheese joint. I think it was one of the earliest times I ate like wine and cheese. Uh, I was like, was it? I think so, yeah. It was like the first time you had wine and cheese. Yeah. I'm like a really bad white person. I've never done it before. <laughs> Especially from Connecticut. Like that's supposed to be dinner for most people in Connecticut. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't that type of fancy boarding school. I'm I'm Jersey trash. Um hmm. I, you know, it's a little weird being nervous right now. We were saying this before you were saying, How are you doing? I was like, I don't know, a little nervous. You said you're nervous too. I'm like, great. Um because I f- if I'm being honest, it's like I, you know, as I said before when we were off mic, it's like I actually wanted to date you. Were like, you're one of the few people where, in talking to you and in that first like couple hours of knowing you, I was like, this person, I'm good. I don't need to, I don't need to try on more shoes right now. Like, let's go get dinner. Let's hold hands. 
this this person and uh and then now to see you these years later and and I still feel like a little bit similarly, I would say. Really? And I think I felt the same way when we ran into each other like in that cab. Um Oh my god, do you remember that? So long ago, yeah. Yeah. We like randomly ran into each other. I think you were stopped at a street in your cab. I was walking to thing to a thing. You yelled out the window and then it was like, Where are you going? I was like, This way. It's like, get in. <laughs> and I genuinely thought like That we was were, a year ago. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I thought we were going to like go out after that. That was uh it was like another I must have been dating somebody at the time. Yeah? Yeah. Someone okay. more age appropriate. You and this age thing. I what know, is it's a thing. why is such a thing? What if the guy what if the guy is totally in the right stage of his life and just happens to be fifteen years younger than you? If he is in the right stage of life, then yes, I would consider it. I am very open minded. And what and the stage is he needs to know what he wants? He needs to know what he wants. He needs to be comfortable with who he is. Mm-hmm. And he needs to be happy. Does he have to be comfortable with his weight? <laughs> I think I'm comfortable with who I am. Uh, I'm not co- always comfortable with my waist size. Are you uh, happy? Happiness uh, is a broad definition. I'm overall happy because I'm doing what I love. This is good. And I'm living my truer self. And I'm feeling like I am seeing more success in my life than, say, three or five or nine years ago. Um so yeah, I would say I mean I, I'm happier than most fucking people I meet That's in the good. basement. <laughs> I spend most of my I spend a lot of my days at open mics in basements. So, oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I run to a lot of uh, like weird depressed people, and I feel like I'm happier than them. Yeah, but what about the sad clown syndrome? Yeah, but that? yeah, a little bit, but that's like I have a healthy amount of it. I don't have the amount where you're ever worried I'm going to kill myself, but I have just enough like self-loathing where I can be funny. Because imagine me full of myself. I already have an ego. We don't need me to like truly believe it on top of that. Mm-hmm. So I would say overall I'm happy. Okay. Yeah. What, what other checkboxes do I have to hit? Who knows? Let's see what <laughs> I, I have. I have a notebook. I can write these down. <laughs> um, I don't know. Can you handle my energy level? I have a lot of energy. I uh, like physically or just physically, mentally, emotionally. Well, physically, I mean, I can run a sub seven minute mile, so I f- I feel like good. I can handle it. Uh, I did a five k on Saturday. Did you really? Yeah, that, but Where? that's everyone keeps. Do, how bad a shape do I look right now? Be- <laughs> well, I just did a five k today for fun. So. I, well, I did. Well, well, that's the thing. People would say, "Oh my god, you're doing a five k? Congrats!" Three point two miles. It's yeah, it's nothing. Nothing. So I, when I go running casually, like I run between. 25 minutes in an hour so running a 5k really is nothing but people look at me and go like oh man that's so brave of him he's gonna run you know 5k i'd be like yeah what i ran in like 25 and a half minutes that's slow for me you know so i can keep up with you i rock climb i can do i'm active okay i just don't look it that's all (laughs) Uh, yeah i know but that's just temporary you have to eat better yeah that's all it is pizza cannot be part of your diet maybe not an everyday part of my diet don't don't take away pizza fully come on <laughs> I have to take away pizza from my diet in order to look the way I do. Really? Yeah. Oh, you just like you, occasionally I you eat look pizza. like that chick who eats whatever the fuck she wants, and then everyone resents you for it. I eat. I eat without guilt. Mm-hmm. So if, at work, I'll have pizza. If pizza's lying around. You have cake when it's Cheryl's birthday. No, I don't eat the cake. Oh, you don't eat the cake. I don't eat the cake. Sugar's awful. No matter me. how hard Cheryl insists, <laughs> Namaya, have the cake. It's my. Bur- it's my birthday. No, I don't. No, Cheryl. <laughs> no, I would rather drink my carbs than eat them. So, Ditto. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I can keep up with you physically. What? What? What's the other way I got to keep up with? Mentally. Mentally. And uh, what? What Sudoku do I have to? It's not finish? about Sudoku. It's about the fact that I am neurotic. I think I can just admit that here that I have a lot of thoughts going through my head. Okay. Not like neurotic where it makes you impotent in life. Yeah. But neurotic in the sense that I have a lot going on in my head and I need someone I can talk to about it. Yeah, and I want two person improv all the time. <laughs> That was one of the things that attracted me to you because the conversation never really stalled. Right. There's lots of witty banter. There's back and forth. We have things to discuss. If we're both fucked up enough in the head that we have plenty of things to talk about, that seems great. Would you say, wait, are you characterizing yourself as fucked up? Uh, I, I think all interesting people are at least a little fucked up in the head. Come on now. That's so negative. What, We're not ha- fucked up. We see things differently. Yes, but it's funnier to say fucked up in the head. <laughs> see things differently sounds pretentious and dare I say French. Pretentious. Uh, <laughs> it's positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little more cynical, but that's part of the whole, you know. This is true. You're the way Canadian. the way I see the world. Yeah. But I can see the good in things. Like I went to a fucking book lunch party and saw success uh, in front of me uh-huh. of someone I, I know who was once at my level in comedy is is being successful, she, her and her friend who also hosts a much better better podcast than mine, uh, they just had their book launched, right? And I was surrounded by other people who like work hard with me and I was surrounded by talent. And I was like, oh, like one in like five years or so when I and my friends are their age, we're going to be either throwing this party or we're going to be at this party again celebrating our friend's success. And it felt beautiful and wonderful. And I was all like optimistic and positive and bleh. And then today I woke up, I was like, oh yeah, the world sucks and it's fine. No, I, no, I have to no, have a healthy, you need to keep that. But though. I have a healthy balance of that. No, birds of a feather flock together. So yeah. if these are your friends, that means that you are on your way. Yeah, but it was like I was sur- I was in a room surrounded by talent and fucked up minds, right? And like, that's who you are. Yeah. But like I felt positive and optimistic and exactly. sunshiny and about it. As you should. And you should continue feeling that way. Okay. Well, you say you see uh, you said it the way you did. I say fucked up in the head, but I say we both have enough to talk about that we can keep up with each other. Okay. Okay. All right. What's next? Bring it on. Bring it on, teach. <laughs> I no. feel like you just. <laughs> oh, I love I love this sponsor. They Partially because they love me. I'm really. You know, I have a thing for people who have a thing for me. And I have a thing for sponsors who have a thing for me this hard. The Motor Bunny is uh, sponsoring another episode of the Man Whore podcast. We like the Motor Bunny. What is it? Uh, it's it's. It is a ride on top vibrator that you're going to want to add to your sex toy arsenal and uh seriously when you see this thing you realize that it belongs in an arsenal it's that powerful um the motor bunny is a wonderful toy and you know so i'm so i had this uh, buddy over and i was showing it to him and he was like oh man i don't know i feel like this thing would be make me feel obsolete with a partner and i said oh no 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 it's the wingman that you never knew you needed so one of the, the one of the women I've been seeing right now uh, is just fucking insatiable in the sack. And uh, so in a mere hour or so, she could be wanting to fuck more and more and more. And look, my poor fella, I don't know how much he can handle in a short period of time. So I, it's not that I always bring out the motor bunny to start off an evening. But after a couple of rounds, I bring out the motor bunny. I say, here. I want you on this. She's like, but I want you. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know that this guy can do a round three so quickly. I may need a little bit. Give me a breather. Let's get you on this. 
And in the process of setting up the motor, which, by the way, setting up the motor bunny is an erotic experience in and of itself. And as I'm setting it up and I'm uh, putting on the dildo attachment and I'm plugging it in, then I put down, I put a condom on the attachment because that is a safer sex practice if I am going to use the motor bunny with different partners. Uh, and then I finally, I put her down on it and I just, I hold the back of her neck as the, the motor bunny enters her and I see that look on her face and I, oh, guess who's hard now? She enjoyed cranking the motor bunny all the way up to 11 uh, while I stuck my cock in her mouth. It's a fantastic toy and you're definitely going to want it. And the motor bunny is allowing you to get $50 off because you listen to the Man Whore Podcast. Ain't that sweet of them? You get $50 off when you go to MotorBunny.com and use the promo code MANHOR at checkout. At the moment, I think as the biggest discount that they offer on the internet, because if you go to their website, I think they just naturally offer you $40 off. But for Man Whore Podcast listeners, they give you 50 And don't be intimidated at the price. The Motor Bunny you can finance for as little as $25 a month. They have a bunch of fantastic financing options that you should look into. Again, that's MotorBunny.com. Use the promo code MANHOR for $50 off. MotorBunny.com, MANHOR at checkout, $50 off. Come hard, come a lot. Now back to the show. I don't have check boxes. I just, when I meet somebody, if I like them, if our sure. chemistry works, then yeah, you date them. So what was your impression of me when, uh, I mean... When you meet someone at a sex party and you're just having a good conversation, that aura, the environment's going to play a factor into it. But let's say like the next day when like you woke up, you're like, oh, Jesus, did I really sit on the face of a child? Or, you know, when we on that first like actual date we went on, you know, what, what was in your head? What was in your mind? What was in my head is this guy's adorable. Yes, I do okay. remember. This guy's adorable. He's too young for me. That was it? That was it. Oh, there's so many people rolling their eyes right <laughs> now, I hope. If that's it, you should give me another shot. If you don't have any other reason besides that. That's pretty much it. It was That was that's like such the a one l- thing. My, and uh, I had just gotten out of this relationship with a guy who was way too young for me. Mm-hmm. And then here you are, way too young for me. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. But, the, but the mistake wasn't necessarily age difference. Yes it, yes, it was. It was that guy. It was that person and his age difference. Could As you we really ju- see yourself dating me and hanging out with me and my life with my daughter? In, I mean, if it got to that level, yeah. I like I said. I mean, granted, I think we only went on like three, four dates. We did, but I remember being super into it. I'm like, I I knew I wasn't just trying to fuck you, and I knew that the night I met you, I knew this lady's special. Um, I want I want to see where this would go. So I altered the way, at least I hope I did, uh, in my head, I was planning on altering the way that I spoke to you, the way I flirted with you, the way I approached you. The really? types. Yeah. There's a reason why I don't think I ever said, hey, how about I come over? No, you never did. You never did the booty call. Right. That was nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I wanted more than a booty call. So you want to hang out with me? Yeah. You're fun as shit. <laughs> Like I said, from the limited interactions, maybe maybe if we had gone out like two more dates, I'd be like, oh, shit, she's lame. I don't know. But from from my interactions with you, from the way we would, the chemistry we had texting, from the way you were communicative, I remember you being able to say when you weren't able to talk, like, I, I, I don't think you were a super huge texter, but you were able to tell me that. And I was like, cool. Like, she's not shy. She's able to say what she wants and what she needs and what her limits and boundaries are. I'm like, I'm all about that because I do the same. Very few people are comfortable with that. Yeah, because most people suck. (laughs) 
most people suck, but that's what makes the amazing people amazing. If everyone didn't suck, every not most people wouldn't get to, the people who are amazing would just be meh, you know, in comparison. It's because of the suckiness of most people that amazing pe- that elevates the amazing. In my opinion. All right, I think you're convincing me. I'm starting to convince her, everybody. Hey. <laughs> Was uh, that your intention this whole time? I have no idea. I was. Uh, I walked over here, not sure. It's been a couple of years. But I did know that you were going to try to give me the lame, well, you're too young for me excuse. And I was like, that's so shallow. And I was, Is but it really shallow? I think it's shallow, it's... but I, you're not shallow. I'm and not. so I was like, I think it's a cheap excuse for you. So I came in tonight prepared for, I can't whine and bitch and moan of like, why didn't you fuck me? Or like, why didn't you... Um, why didn't, why didn't you want to be casual friends or why didn't you, uh, want to date me? I knew I had to not whine, but you know, I was hoping that I would get more of an answer than just my age because that's, like I said, that seemed cheap and too cheap for you. Like I would imagine if you make a conscious decision like that, that there's going to be some substance behind it. Uh, but it it was just the timing at that time. Yeah. And I'm also, and I also, and I want to reassure you, I have not been like, staying up late every night being like why didn't Maya want to date me why what did I do I was a good boy I was a good boy no um but you know like I said you were, you're one of those few people where like I felt that instant chemistry I'm like let where's this gonna go you know but that hey that's what the fuck do I know I'm 12 uh, <laughs> but you've but you've had you know relationships end in, in bigger ways uh you know you've, you're divorced right I am yeah well and how long ago was that Seven years. Okay. And how, how long were we with him? He was my first adult boyfriend. First adult boyfriend? Yes. He was the first person I had sex with. Ah. Who I was in a relationship Oh, wait. Was with. the sex not very good? It was awful. Am I, yeah, I'm remembering this. Yeah. Yeah. This is all starting to flood back to me. It was 10 years of bad sex that I didn't even know was bad. And I bet we were and like- And he blamed me for most of it. You told me about this like once when you had to yeah. drive me home. Um, yeah. <laughs> we were in your car. You told me this. And I probably said some condescending shit like, oh, you poor girl. <laughs> Let me be a guy in his mid-20s saying, you poor girl. <laughs> But I don't think you understand 10 years of bad sex. I can't. I, I would struggle with 10 weeks of bad sex. Um, that would not. That I don't know if I can put up with. I had like a mediocre blowjob from someone like a couple of nights ago. And Tell me about that. <laughs> Wait, what makes it mediocre? Um, Does she use teeth? A lot of teeth. And, but you know what? But that type of stuff is corrective. Corrective? Correctional? Can be corrected? I don't know. Can I'm, be corrected. I'm not that smart. I just fake it. <laughs> um. It's the type of thing like you can correct around. It was more that like she didn't have a lot of sexual confidence, and I could see that. But I saw she's like my age. Okay, I see the the confidence, and so I'm interested to see like hooking up and see where that can go. She's very funny, so we'll go from there because I know that not everyone is like having super. Not everyone was like taught to be communicative. See, I told you, I'm I'm so fake about being smart. Communicative. Not everyone was uh, brought up that way. Not everyone was told to have sexual confidence. Someone like not everyone goes to sex parties with people who are also having high sexual IQs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So i I can be patient and I can communicate and I can say, "Hey, so how what about happened this?" There? And, well, that was just one Did time. You coach we, her? Uh, no, it was just a short thing, and you know, I'll. It if, was short. If it happens, so you ag- came quickly. No, it's more like if it happens again, I'll you know we'll take it from there. I see. So there's potential. There's potential. She got spunk. She's got she got charisma. <laughs> no, um, 
I see. I see a lot of talent. She's very raw, raw, raw <laughs> skill. But who knows? So I there's here's a funny story. She's pointing at me right now. <laughs> I was always considered a pre nymph from a very young age. What's that mean? Pre nymph is a term I use for myself. It's called pre nymphomaniac. Okay. So it was a term I used because ever since I was very young, when I hit puberty. Um, there was a certain sexuality that I guess I gave off to people. Mm-hmm. But I was like an, an inexperienced virgin. I hadn't kissed anybody until I was 16. And the first guy I kissed was gay. So it was a bad kissing <laughs> session. And I didn't, you know, I was a late bloomer. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 21. So so all this was was an energy? It was just an energy Did that you know felt. that you were doing it? No, I had no idea. But people kept telling me and they kept assuming based on the vibe I was giving them that I was experience were you the 12 year old that everyone was like oh my god I was she's Lolita. such a yeah <laughs> yeah that's so interesting so here i am going through life completely inexperienced as a virgin for many many years and everyone just kept assuming that i was experienced is that was that frustrating to be told like you're i mean were you called like a were you like slut shamed and you weren't oh, even totally doing, so is it frustrating being called a slut being saying stop trying to seduce my husband when you're just like i'm just being i'm just being maya like it, it, yeah it was it was actually very confusing because i didn't know what i was doing to make people have the effect that they had and i didn't know i, I actually i tried dressing frumpy i tried being really conservative to this day i'm very conservative mm. um as the way i dress uh, not conservative in lifestyle. <laughs> Thank God. That would have been a deal breaker. Like that wouldn't have made it. No, 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 no. I'm not I don't that care way. how interesting they are. Like fucking Republicans more than three times is no, unacceptable. No. Like my family thinks that I'm approved and I find that funny because yeah. I'm not in any way approved. Sure. <laughs> so when did you grow out of this like pre nymph phase as you, as you call it? I want to say it was when I lost my virginity. But because I had such bad sex as a married woman, I would say my sexual awakening was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And who who blew your mind wide open? What was that? What was that first good dick you had? Uh, it was this Italian guy. Okay. <laughs> he... Just a reminder: my last name's Prosita. I <laughs> uh, just want to remind everybody. Wait, Italian. is that how you pronounce your last name? I think if it, in the natural, we say Prosita. Hey, Prosita. Yeah, Prosita. Um, but no, uh, I think in the natural, it was a uh, Prosita. Really? Prochita. Wait, where's your family Chucha. from? Italy. But what part? We don't know. We know we got one great grandparent from Sicily, one's from Napolitano, and then one some somewhere else. But interestingly, interestingly enough, there is an island, Isla di Prochita. Nobody from our family is known to be from Prochita. Have you gone back? Yeah, I've I've been back. I've been to Italy twice. I went once like as a wee one, and I went once uh, the summer after I graduated high school. Uh-huh. And we went to Prochita. And actually, my dad. I remember when my parents were still together when when I was in grade school. They went for some anniversary, right? My dad takes her to Prochita for like a day or two, and they're at lunch, and he pays his credit. You know, pays the tab bill with his credit card. The waiter looks at the card and says, "Prochita, <laughs> your name is a Prochita." Very. <laughs> Stereotypical Italian accent. Um, he's like, yeah, my name's Prosita. <laughs> yeah, Prochita, whatever. Uh, he's like, your name is a Prochita. Yeah, Prochita. Uh, within an hour, they had the the island mayor, the local newspaper, and like the island historian there because nobody from the island had ever heard of anyone from the island being named Prochita. So what happened? 
They interviewed him, put him on the front page. But is he actually from that island? Not that we know of. It was just a weird... Co- I, That's really weird. Yeah. One day I'll look into it further, but, you know. That's Italian. Sicilian. We like to claim so Sicilian. So Southern Italian. Yeah, but we also have one from the north. We like to say Sicilian because that's the cool Italian. Like Sicilian's the gangster. Like that's the fun one. It is. No one wants to think about like the the northern like Italian where everyone's anorexic. Oh yeah, nobody thinks. And if you looked at my family, you'd be like, none of these men are anorexic. <laughs> and if you look, if you Google the word anorexic, I'm on the th- I'm the third hit on Google, uh-huh. and you would still never look at my family and say, oh, those dudes are anorexic. <laughs> but okay, so. Uh, you had the, you had sex with this Italian dude. What was it? can you say his name? I can't say his name. I can tell you that he owned a very influential construction company here in New York. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what was his name? How old was he? Was he your age? No, he was much older. His name Joseph. Mar- Mario. No, but he had a very Italian name. I'm just making sure it's not like one of my uncles or my grandfather. Oh my god! I hope we not. own a. Prominent construction company in New York City. Yeah, Presida Incorporated. No, 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 it was nothing like that. Thank God. <laughs> Man would have been interesting. Um, Wouldn't have deterred me, but would have made it weird. So um, he was actually married. Yeah. And he had been hitting on me for years while I was married. Mm. And I kept saying, no, no, no. And he even hit on me when I was pregnant, which was kind of disgusting. And You look like you were hot pregnant, though. <laughs> I bet you were hot pregnant. I had okay, so my profile from the back, you couldn't you couldn't tell that I was pregnant. Oh, that's the best kind of pregnant. So it was just all in the belly. Oh, that's so and hot. I had really big boobs. That's so. But you have big tits, if I so remember. So imagine like larger than oh. what I already have. Oh. But everything else around my body was oh. Okay. So that was me, pregnant, and he hit on me every single year for five years straight, and and during that, this is when I was working. Yeah. And um. And then finally, when I was getting divorced, I'm like, all right, I'll just give in. So he was my first oh. really good sex. And what what was the di- – like, how did you know it was good sex? Like, what – The multiple orgasms. Okay. <laughs> the, like, 10 or 20 orgasms he gave me in a couple of hours, I was like, oh, my God. So it actually can happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you know you were having bad sex with your your ex husband, or did you? Not until then. Not until then. (laughs) Oh gosh! Now, (laughs) did you think he was like just really, really good, or you're like, oh no, 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 he sucked? I actually thought he was an Adonis at the time. Uh huh. Now looking back, I realized, oh, it really didn't have anything to do with him. It had to do with me. Like he could just keep it up, Uh, and that's all it takes. That I mean, yeah. When in comparison to the uh, to the ex husband, yeah. That's amazing. What caused y'all to get divorced anyway? Oh, a lot of things. Mm. Uh, we're just not ready for each other. Okay. <laughs> it's very uh, ominous and vague. It, uh, we brought out the worst in each other. And mm. when it came to my daughter, I realized I did not want her to grow up in this kind of household. Mm. So I realized it was time for me to make a decision. And I made the right decision because she's really happy. I'm really happy, and actually, so is he. She's like how old now? She's nine. Nine. Okay. Okay. I mean, if we really want to get into it, he physically abused me and emotionally abused me. It made me feel horrible about myself. Are you Are you comfortable going into that? Yeah, sure. I mean, right now, I am who I am, which is the complete opposite from the person that I was when I was married to him. How long into being with him did that take? I don't know how we'll eventually transition out of this into me flirting with you again, but we'll figure <laughs> that out later. I'm surprised I didn't tell you this. 
I think probably because you were not a long term prospect. I think you told me about the physical abuse because that's something that sounds familiar. Yeah. How long into being with him did you did that kind of start up? It started when like, um when she was born. And why? I have theories. Uh, obviously, they haven't been corroborated by him. Sure. But I think what had happened was he was so in control of the relationship at the time before I gave birth to her. And he made me feel really insecure about myself. And he made me feel like I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do in life. And when I gave birth to her, she made me feel accomplished. And she brought me back to a part of me who I was before I met him. And so I started feeling really confident about myself. I didn't have that confidence for a long time. And that confidence became sort of the trigger, I guess, for him to try and control me more. And when he realized that the way he was originally controlling me wasn't working, it ended up becoming physical. Because in what other way could he possibly try to? Right. So like his manipulation wasn't working normally, so it turned into aggression. And it always happened around her. And that's when I realized I could not be in that kind of relationship. What was the worst in you that it brought out? I feel like everyone normally, when you bring up the topic that we're on, we go, you go dove into that. I find it interesting you say, we brought the worst in each other. Clearly, he's a shithead and was like, there were such terrible things that are coming out of him. But for you to phrase that there was something terrible in you that it brought out. He made me... Someone you would not recognize. He made me a wallflower, very insecure. Uh, I would not be brazen or make decisions for myself in a way that I normally do. Those things. Like I was half of the person that you see. Mm -hmm. So now, the way you see me now, I was not that person when I was married to him. Right. What? When did you realize, like, when did you say, like, I'm done. I'm fucking done with this. It was like, it had to be the third time he hit me and it was in front of her and she started crying and I just couldn't deal with that and I was like I, I can't have my daughter grow up this way so um, in, in what way like in a repressive scared household where there's negativity constantly like that was not the kind of lifestyle I wanted to raise her in so I made the decision that I was going to seek divorce and was that hard or was that was hard it's like a fast-moving train that you're derailing. I don't know. I feel like people make easier decisions to break up with people over such less significant stuff, <laughs> right? Like, oh, my God, she likes trolleys? Get her out of here. Yeah. No, it was um, – I guess there were signs before, but I ignored them. And then I guess they just got worse and worse until mm-hmm. I couldn't ignore them anymore. So, uh, So I made the change, and it was a really good change. I actually went to – a therapist who is known to bring out in couples therapy the issues that are happening to get them to the realization of divorce. I wouldn't call her a divorce therapist, but that's pretty much what she did. Like she was my safe place. She's like, I can't talk to these people. They might make it. <laughs> You're not my clientele base. <laughs> no, but she was my safe place. Like she was the person I felt comfortable bringing him to. And letting her tell him this isn't working and it's time for a divorce. Mm. So she was the one who was able to actually say that for me. Gotcha. Wow. And your your daughter does she does does she remember? No, because she was she's young. Too young. She was a year and a half when we divorced. Okay. Um, we're separated. We separated when she was a year and a half. And what do you teach her about 
empowerment about being a strong woman about i mean do you or maybe you don't i don't know i mean as, like do you bring her up with with knowing that you know not to take things like that i know she's only you know nine but i i i have taught her to always go after what she wants and never be afraid to say what she thinks mm-hmm. and she's a sassy nine-year-old <laughs> love it love a sassy nine-year-old but she has a big heart and she's a huge giver she's a really good person. you want a sassy nine-year-old who like is sassy but if she does something wrong like she will like she'll break the vase and she will cry when she says she's sorry oh yeah that's the perfect night that's a great that's nine-year-old. what she is yeah because so, she's got that heart but like when she's not doing something wrong she's like yo i'm gonna give a son to you yeah okay she's great <laughs> fantastic have you thought about how you're going to bring her up uh, like talk to her about sex and dating and men or women etc i haven't yet uh she's only nine sure sure and she's going to be a late bloomer like i was so thankfully you know you know that already it's hereditary so i was a late bloomer i don't know my dad my dad was the fucking he was he was fucking everybody at 14 and i women weren't even an option for me until i was like 18 my dad was dating seniors when he was a freshman. He would like remind me anytime he caught me jerking off. He would be like, hey, why can't you get a girl to do that for you? I'm like, because I'm 12 <laughs> and I'm and I'm lonely. Um, I'm socially awkward. What do you want from me? Yeah, I think uh, I think my Aunt Christine used to call my dad's bedroom when they were in high school, like the love pit, because he was his bedroom was in the basement. So he was. like, Yeah, he was a total ladies man. Yeah. Um, that my dad was super slutty. Uh, even when he was married, still slutty. That's kind of why they're so not he married. Cheated on your yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> Constantly, we'll just say multiple times. Um, <laughs> you know why? Why get into that? Uh, but yeah, so so ve- I'm very much opposite of of my dad. I wouldn't say whether or not someone's slutty is hereditary. But you're not opposite because while your dad did it in secret, you are Polly. So you still can't commit to one person just like him. I wouldn't call Polly not being able to commit. Just you means, don't want to be with just one person. But that doesn't mean you're not committing. I would say I was insanely committed to Paige. That had nothing to do with whether or not I had sex with someone else or loved someone else. But why did you have the inclination to be with somebody else when you were insanely committed to Paige? It's about experiencing more love. But she and not limited. Enough? It's not about enough. It's not like a it's not a zero sum game. It's not like I have a tank that needs a hundred points of love and I find someone else who can give me the hundred points of love for my tank. It's just like I don't know, it's different. Like I love I've loved for Paige, and if I met someone else that I fell in love with, then it's love for that. I don't have to take away from Paige's love tank. To fill, I'm I'm totally making up a name, but Jennifer's love tank. It's just it's not like a finite resource, and I don't have to take away from one to give to another. So maybe your dad felt the same way, but he didn't know that he could actually approach it from a poly perspective. It's very possible. We've never really talked about it too you much. I mean, yeah, I plan to one day. You know, have him on your show. Look, I've wanted to have family members on the show for forever, but I highly doubt I'm going to get them to agree. Why? But it would be a killer episode. I just don't know if I'll get them to agree. I think you should degree. totally get your dad I would get here. four hours of content out of a conversation <laughs> with either of my parents. I just don't know if I can get either of them to agree. To Why do... not? Because my dad's like a public businessman person. Uh, my mom- He could have his name changed. No, you can't because no, we really have the can't. same name. You Google <laughs> Billy Presida, you find either like man whore or an old guy in a suit. Mm. You know, And then if you find my mom, it's, uh, it's weird like that. Look, I open invitation, mom and dad, if you're listening- 
Come on on. Do they listen to your show? God, no. Why not? I don't know. That's you their have a decision. very smart, introspective show. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, so they're, I think they are proud of me. Once they started seeing I got press, they were like, oh, it's real. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, like because I'm, you validated yourself. Yeah, I made the front page of the local paper with the Suburbanite, uh, which covers like the sixth town area. And so I beat out like a local PTA meeting and the Pee Wee football team. So like, oh, this must be a real thing because like he's in the Suburbanite on the front page. Before that, it was kind of up in the air. They're like, is this real? Is this not? Time for the fan horror appreciation moment. Okay, this is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout out to some of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Uh, yo, Emily, Emily S, who is not only a grade A fan whore, but is also a former guest of the podcast. You can listen to her on uh, episode 74 titled Cuck Holding for Girls. She was also one of the guests on the Man Whore Podcast live show. So, wow, just super involved, super love it, and uh, and, and we, we love you for supporting the show. Thank you, Emily. And Mike Y, what's up? Polly Man up in Canada. We both And Emily's Canadian, too. We got a couple of Canucks supporting the show. I, I love the, uh, the stronghold of Canadians uh, who are part of the, the fan whore community on Patreon. Uh, thank you, Mike, so much for your pledge and for your continued support. And you, too, can join the club for as little as $1 per month. Oh, man, that's so little. You have a dollar just, like, resting in a drawer somewhere. I know it. I We all do. Become a member of our fan whore community and gain access to a super secret Facebook group, The Champagne Room, our very naughty, super secret kick group, The Peep Show, and so much more. Just head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Now let's wrap up with Maya. But no, uh, back on the poly stuff, it, it doesn't mean I'm, I can't commit. Um, if anything, it means I'm even more committal because it means I can differentiate between when I want to commit to someone and when I just want to fuck somebody. Mm-hmm. Um I've always been able to differentiate that at some point. I mean, just like I said, I knew I didn't just want to fuck you. I told you I'd find a way to get out of, you know, you know, uh, uh, domestic violence and back into this. <laughs> I knew I'd find a way. What a transition. <laughs> what a transition. Um, no, but so like I knew I didn't want to just fuck you. I knew I wanted to like at least go out with you and see. And and then if we realize, ah, oh, you know, maybe the chemistry that I thought was there wasn't, but like maybe the sex is really great. Like that's, you can always kind of, you can always fall back to the just sex, but I feel like it's hard to like start with just sex and get romance out of it. Mm-hmm. At least I've had trouble with that. That's why I started this podcast. Cause every time I was casual with women and I wanted more, they would tell me that they wanted to just keep it casual. Right. So I don't know. I'm very capable of love and I love committing when there's someone I want to commit to. And I think that, me not committing to just one person doesn't make me not committal. Just means I maybe would commit to more than one person at the same time. But that's also in theory because it still hasn't happened yet. So anytime people go like, Billy, are you polyamorous? I mean, like, I think so. It just hasn't, I don't know. It'd be like talking to a gay kid who hadn't hooked up with someone of the same sex yet because they'd be like, I'm pretty sure I'm gay. Ryan Reynolds has nice abs, but I still haven't kissed a boy yet. Wait, so when you were with Paige, you weren't poly with others? Well, I just hadn't. I've I'd gone on dates. I just hadn't fallen for anyone else yet. And why do you think that is? You, 
me dating there are people who date for years and don't fall in love with someone but don't you so if you're know saying when that you first meet somebody that we, there's potential right and but that doesn't happen with everybody i i have sex with a lot of i've had sex with a lot of people and i knew kind of early on if there was going to be potential for romance right right um i would say in of the people like i put my penis in their vagina specifically mm-hmm. i don't know maybe eight to ten where i was like oh i want to date this person so we're, we're talking like vaguely a 10 percent of the people like i've i've fucked you i had also sex with 100 people no i was doing some round numbers <laughs> um so i was saying uh yeah so j- just be and also we weren't like open to dating the whole relationship it was started off as open and I actually was the one who said, I don't want to do poly right away because I knew I was going to quit my day job uh, coming up. And so I told her, Hey, and be, being polyamorous is a lot of emotional labor. There's a lot of communication. You got to get along with her metamor or pretend to get along with her metamor, like stuff like that. Wait, metamor? That's like the, let's say uh, if I, if, uh, if I'm dating someone and she's dating someone else, that other person and I are metamors. Oh, so she hasn't decided who her primary is at that point. Not all polyamorous people have primaries. Really? Yeah. Some people do that. So, and, and primary also, this is a misconception. Primary doesn't mean loving someone more than the secondary, say, right? Um, it just means commitment. The primary so, has more of your commitment. They may have more, like, a pri- for some people, and this is not nearly all of polyamorous relationships, some do structure it out like that, where it's like, well, this is the person I have kids with and I have a mortgage with, and then I am super in love with this other person for multiple years. We just don't, like, share an insurance plan. And so some decisions will be uh, between, you know, me and this one might get superseded by my wife, uh, but others totally don't do any hierarchy um, structure. Hmm. It just depends. Again, it comes back to a relationship is whatever you or you and your partners want the relationship to be. Right. So it's if you fluid. Wa- yeah. If you want to do a thing where there is a primary, you can do that. If you don't want to have any primary, you can do that. If you be, want to be a relationship anarchist, you can do that too. You could have two primaries if you want it. Like you can do whatever you want. And so, like I said, it's not for like lack of commitment. Not at all. So I'm super you- able to commit. And can you commit to multiple people? I I think I can. I just haven't been in the position because I haven't fought. The closest I got was when around the time I met Paige, I was also seeing this other woman. Uh, I think I call her. I think I call her Liz. If I didn't call her Liz then, I'm calling her Liz now. Oh, well. Her name's there. There's a lot of Liz's in the world. Uh, I was in love with this woman, Liz. Or at least I think I was. We were in that early stage where I'm like, fuck, there's a lot of, you know, I'm like, there's potential here, right? And then I met Paige and we started dating. I'm like, oh, fuck, there's a lot of potential here too. The other one, things didn't work out. She had to move to Berlin. Uh, she's a she's an opera singer. And then and then Paige and I progressed as we would have, whether or not Liz was here. Um, so yeah. But so, don't you think it was easier that Liz wasn't here I mean, when you guys progressed? Sure, it's easier, but no one said that Polly was easy. That's I don't true. think anyone claims that Polly's easy. You know the the calendar the G Cal management alone is a horror <laughs> show. I think Polly is more honest than other relationships. Absolutely. Uh, if monogamous relationships were just as communicative as polyamorous relationships, a lot of monogamous relationships may have lasted longer. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I'm I'm totally able to commit. And could I commit to more than one? We'll see when I get there. 
Because um, remember, I'm so young and, you bu- are so and young. bullshit. <laughs> I'm 28. I'm on my own in, in fucking insurance plan. Okay, it's uh, I'm on. <laughs> you no longer have to pay extra when you rent a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can rent my own fucking car. I have a decent credit score. All right, come on, <laughs> give me some credit. You are so adult. I'm working on it. I'm working. On- I have roommates, but whatever. You still have roommates. I don't. Yeah, but like I'm also an artist. <laughs> So technically, I'm an artist. I just get paid really well. Yes, you Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Look, but people, I don't have to have roommates. Uh, if you all just go to patreon.com slash man or podcast, put, if all of you pledge a dollar right now, I could afford my own place without a roommate. So, you know. Or you can take a plane ticket and we can go somewhere. Yes. If anybody wants to sponsor my vacation with Maya, uh, I think I can talk her into it. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. You're a very fun gal. <laughs> so are you. You're a fun guy. I'll stop it. You're going to make me bust. But you won't see it in our wonderful mood lighting. <laughs> do you remember um, Do you remember breaking things off? What we did was not breaking things off. Like, we never had sex. So Sure. I, I don't know what you would I'll call I'll put it this that. way. I didn't leave easily. Uh, <laughs> I put up a little resistance. What did I say? I, I think I just said things, you know, weren't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Something like that. <laughs> And you kept defaulting to the age thing. Right. Yeah. Right. And then there was that time we got into the cab and then I was like, oh, fuck. And I, I was like, we should get dinner. And you were like, sure. And then you were like, ah, no, I can't. You're too young. I'm 12 years older than you. And that's hardly that's hardly my biggest age difference. That's a generational <laughs> gap. I, my biggest age difference is 26 years. Like, really? 26 years? Yeah. She's she been, was old enough to be your mother. Kind of. Yeah. She was. I mean, she... She's been on the podcast. And what happened there? It was a fantastic episode. She talked about, you know, um, how the the love fading from her marriage and things of that nature. Is actually So the... you guys kind of used each other. No, 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 no. We're talking about the love fading from her marriage like today. Like, because this, oh. hap- this happened when I was 20. This is a long time ago. Was she, and she was married at the time? Yeah, she still is uh, at the moment, but. Yeah, you're hardly, that's one thing. Every time like someone vaguely your age would go like, oh my God, I'm so much older. But like, yeah, but like to me, not really, because I've been with older. Uh. I know, but it's me though. It's not them, it's me. Sure. And I'm different because it's- Yeah, you're awesome. (laughs) What should we talk about, Maya? Uh, What do you want to talk about, Billy? I mean, I think I got the answer I came for. What was the answer you were looking for? That I would date you again? Possibly. Do you want to date me? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I mean, if you're at all the same as you were two years ago. I'm better. You're better? better You're improved? I get better with age. You have Apple updates? (laughs) What iOS are you on now? (laughs) No, I seriously do get better with age. It's kind of interesting that way. Yeah? You're on Maya operating system 40? My boobs have gotten bigger since last time you saw me. I mean, that's neither here nor there for me, but I'm sure you still look plenty banging naked. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's so you uh, when I asked you what's your like situation these days, because you were asking about my breakup and then we talked about that. And then I was like, what's your sit? She's like, well, I'm going through a drive spell. I am going through a drive spell. What's that about? I don't know. Is it by choice or not? I guess it's by choice because be. I have been hit on by younger guys and I've said no to them. Even just the even just to have sex. Or to fool around. Sorry, when I say sex, by the way, I mean like 
That can be all sorts of play. My perspective has changed in the last couple of years. I'm no longer just about having sex. Um, mm. I have realized that, yeah, it would be great to just have flippant sex with somebody and a few orgasms in one night. But I want more than that. I sure. want lots of orgasms multiple nights a week with the same person. Have you ever thought about uh, in your pursuit of the latter every once in a while indulging the former? I've done that and it hasn't been fulfilling mm. because I don't want to chase my orgasm. And that's how I felt. What do you mean like what do you mean like chasing your orgasm? Well, you know, like with the casual guys, it's all about that booty call and I feel or I felt like I was just chasing my orgasm with them. Where whenever I felt like I wanted an orgasm, I would text them and go, Hey, are you free tonight? Yeah. And I didn't want uh I didn't want that variable of knowing they weren't free that night. Mm -hmm. So but did you ever know that there's like an in-between option? Like you What's can have the like, option? there's, I mean, a plethora, like I've been <laughs> oh, trying to say. Oh, you mean like say. having my list? No, I mean more like just, again, things can be whatever they want you to be. You can like, I had, I've had friends, I was, um, I was texting with someone earlier today and, uh, she wanted to go to a bar tomorrow night. We're going to some bar called like lovers and friends or so lover friends or something like that. And I was like, is that really the name of a bar? She's like, yeah, that's, I was like, a fantastic name of a bar. She's like, it's not as good of a name as friends and lovers i was like oh i love that name for a bar and she, she's like why i was like because uh she's like is that like your philosophy on dating i'm like well sometimes those can be the same things i've had friends who were also um lovers at the same time where it's not like they were just these random booty calls but they were friends sometimes i have sex with them sometimes i don't my friend anna sometimes we get naked and do stuff a lot of the times we don't like sometimes we go to the beach or like we she took me to the uh, Washington Square Park on Sunday and she like had a breakup kit. Uh, so she like we ate insomnia cookies. I told her about the breakup, breakup um, kit. Yeah, she like we got insomnia cookies. She brought bubbles, some like breakup poetry books. Aww. And like she, that's really sweet. Yeah, she updated me on her like big vacation in Europe and in France. And I told her about the breakup and like. That was just a day. We didn't do anything. But sometimes it would be like, I mean, like one of the, Paige and I had like three breakups. During the first breakup, she's like, do you like need like a breakup blowjob? I was like, I would really like that. So she came over. She blew me. Then I cried and we talked about the breakup. That's that's highly inappropriate. How is how's that inappropriate? That's because what, how are that's you a going to friend. get over her if she's giving you a blowjob? How am I going to go over Paige if my friend, if my other friend gives me the blowjob? Oh, I thought Paige was. No, 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 no. This would oh. be like this is my friend uh -oh. who's like just trying to cheer me up after and a breakup. So she gave you a breakup blowjob. That's interesting. Yeah, that's just like a nice friend. That's a really good friend. That's a really good friend to have. And you don't want to date her. We. That's that's the thing. The chemistry for us isn't romantic. It's just. It's physical. just not there but it's more than physical because there's such a friendship bond whether or not we're fucking we haven't had we haven't fucked and i don't remember when when was the last time you made love probably with Paige. i haven't had i haven't fucked anyone since Paige, really? and that was i mean as of the day we're recording this like five six weeks ago that the last time we fucked was september 16th so I haven't I've fooled around with people since then, but I haven't fucked anyone since September sixteenth. Fucked or made love. Uh, I haven't had sex since September first. And that's like anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is just damn unfortunate. Yeah. Whatever could be done about that. <laughs> Nothing, because I'm not going to have casual sex. 
That is what I've decided. Okay. What what influenced that decision? Because again, you said you don't want the one night stand booty I calls. Don't. That's super understandable. So what is making you X out all the other possibilities short of a boyfriend? I need to have a really strong connection with somebody. You can have a strong connection. I would say my connection with this friend of mine who like I'm comfortable saying I love you to her in like a platonic way in the like in a platonic way. But you're love. still just friends with her. Yeah. You because you know you even you know the difference between platonic love and romantic right. love, right? It's but the it's, orgasms are different between platonic love and romantic love, at least for a woman. Like my orgasms when you I You keep am, generalizing like all men, all women, all guys no, under thirty five. Your orgasm is completely the same every single time you Ooh, have it. <laughs> do you really want to commit do you want to double down on that one? I do that not advise. Would I you like to double down on twelve versus sixteen? <laughs> I don't recommend, but it's your right to do so. My, I've had. Wait, wait. Are you telling me that your orgasms really are significantly different? For sure, they can be different for a plethora of reasons. I've used plethora too many times <laughs> in this podcast. What am I doing? Vast, ample. There's so many different synonyms. <laughs> uh, my, my, my orgasms can be cheap. They can be earned they can be powerful they can be weak they can be transcendent okay i had a, I had what a, if i told you i want transcendent powerful orgasms all the time i had my i had a transcendent powerful orgasm i with by myself and i didn't even touch myself really yeah i did like a what did hip, you do i was listening to like a hypnosis audio thing uh-huh and i look i always thought that hippie woo woo shit was fucking retarded and then Oh my God. I did the thing. I did the breathing and had the count. You did not. You actually had an orgasm <clears throat> without touching yourself. The The orgasm came. I did have to touch myself, but it was only because the recording does a, it ends with a countdown. The countdown probably came for me maybe two minutes too soon. Like if they had came two minutes later, I would have came with the tape. But because I was like, oh fuck, I'm almost there. Please don't do a countdown now. I'm not ready. But it was like, I was hard, I was turned on, and I was on the verge of coming. Really? Yeah, for sure. So no one was even in the room. I've had sex with a I've had sex with a girlfriend where it was super powerful and transcendent. And I've had cheap orgasms with a girlfriend. Like, I've just had depends on the on a experience. Bike. <laughs> yeah, see, but it just depends. So I wouldn't say like it's oh all gender of this age have this experience in no, these no, types of but relationships. Those orgasms are cheap. Like I give myself orgasms all the time. It's self love. Yeah, and, and sometimes I give you get cheap orgasms, and sometimes you can give yourself powerful ones. Right. Um. Most of the time, they just kind of take the edge off and sure. and take care of myself, kind of thing. Uh, so I reserve the amazing orgasms with a person. Okay. Are you saying you're only capable of an amazing orgasm with a person you're in love with? When I have a connection with them. A connection. Okay. So we've now found some ambiguity in that doesn't have to be a boyfriend, but a connection. But usually that connection means something. Usually. Yes. We now have, as, look, I was supposed to be a lawyer. I was told I was raised to be a lawyer. Then I saw Legally Blonde 2 and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> saw Legally Blonde 1. Yeah, I'm still in Legally Blonde 2. That looks like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you'd be a good lawyer. Oh, but fuck that. Fuck that noise. Money? Ugh. Who wants that? Who wants money? Who wants money? Who wants financial Except me, everybody. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Please. Wait, what is your URL? 
Oh, well, I have this. I have a Patreon page, and so that's where listeners. Pager. Patreon. Oh, Patreon. It's just like a site. It's a site where people can pledge money and become a member of my community, and they get like bonus episodes and awesome rewards and shit. And it like goes directly back to me and supports me and in what I'm doing. Patreon. Yeah, yeah. So we've so we've gone from patron. The patrons pledge on Patreon. Interesting. Yeah. So we've we've established that you can have meaningful orgasms with a person you have a connection with usually. Yes. So there is like lots of leeway and empty area for it to not I'm fit those. And yet I'm having a dry spell. That's uh, that's your choice. Your body, your choice, Maya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just picky. Well, did we have a connection? Yes, we did. Okay. We never had sex. We had oral sex. That's different. That's different. Yes. We are continuing to find gray area, everybody. I have my my co-counsel no, here he, sitting next to me. Here's the difference. Here's the difference <laughs> is you never gave me the G-spot orgasm, and that can only be achieved through penetration. Yeah, that well, that can't. Yeah, but the penetration isn't always with a penis. Yes, but don't be so way, juvenile. Hold on. Who's the Who's the child now? You did not now? penetrate the G-spot that day. We, I, yeah, I have not. One, this was two years ago. I was definitely. <laughs> Not where I'm at now, uh, as I was then, and also look, we only—I think we only even got naked with each other two, maybe three times. Two times. So yeah, yeah. so maybe I didn't get enough opportunity. <laughs> maybe I need some instruction because I'm so young yeah, and, and naive. Teach. I don't want to teach. You want to teach? No. Um, maybe I don't need that much instruction. <laughs> maybe I just need a little bit of guidance, and that's not age specific. Even a guy who's fifty needs some guidance this because all you women operate fucking differently. Wait, hold on. I'm pretty easy in the bedroom like i can orgasm with nothing. yeah you're super fun i have no complaints about you in bed but if you were gonna say i didn't give you g-spot orgasm i will say because did you, you com- didn't have sex i will say did you communicate hey can you finger me and make me come that way no i did not oh so then i think we have like shared blame on this one <laughs> i think this is a uh, no fault uh incident. this is a no fault no orgasm <laughs> Since when did this become a law scene? <laughs> I don't know. As soon as we started using that language. To, as soon as I was just trying to find like uh, some space where I fit in. <laughs> I'm sure you can fit into a lot of spaces. Oh, really now? Yeah. Such as? <laughs> what's, your, what's your impression of me uh, so far in this last hour? Because we haven't seen each other since the taxi. And then there was the texting where you were like, no, too young. And I was like, hmm. And you were like, can't we be friends? I was like, not really. Because... Because if I'm super into you, I can't just be friends with you, which is the difference. If I wanted to just fuck you, we would have stayed friends. But like if I'm crushing on you, I can't I'm not going to want to go hang out because all I'm going to want to do is like kiss you, hold you, touch you, um, say sweet things to you. If we're if I only want to fuck you and then you're like, I don't really want to fuck someone who's 26. But like, do you want to be friends? I'm like, all right, whatever. Sure. That's that's easy because then you're just like a hot friend of mine. I didn't sleep with. Wait, so you would just be friends with me? No, not now. That was the whole that was the whole thing. That's what you kept asking me in the text. So context. So yeah, we meet in that cab and then later and we say we were gonna meet up. I think you were a little tipsy, you said. But then uh in texting when I was trying to be like, hey, let's make plans, you're like, look, I thought about it, I just don't think it's a good idea. You're too young for me. Blah, blah, blah. And then you go, Why can't we just be friends? That's right. And you just wouldn't want to be friends with me. Right. And you still don't want to be friends with me. Right. Do you un- do you not understand why? Because you're attracted to me. No. No. It's because I'm, re- I'm into you. Because <laughs> I think you're wonderful. I think you're brilliant. I love your smile. I think you're smart. I think you're witty. I think we have great chemistry and witty and like banter together. So if I want to like date someone, if I 
have feelings for someone, I don't want to be just friends with them. That's like the ultimate friend zone. Nobody wants that. If I just want to fuck you, I'm like, Maya, you're super hot. And like, yeah, we laugh in bed before and after coming. Uh, but hey, if you don't want to fuck anymore, we can just like be be buddies. That's easy. But like, if you want to date something, I mean, think about if there was a guy you really wanted to date. Like, you felt that spark. You felt that chemistry. You felt that instinct. You're like, let's see where this goes. Would you really be cool with just hanging out with him as just friends if he said to you, I am not going to date you, but let's hang out? That happened earlier this year. And how did that feel? I was fine with just being in his world. He was not. Mm-hmm. Could, did he know that you wanted more? Did that make him uncomfortable? No. He just was really broken. Self-proclaimed broken. That sounds like an outlier. <laughs> I'm saying it's it's like it's he just did not want me around. The friend zone is fine to me when it's when it's purely physical, when it's yeah. just sexual, but when it's something more, when it's something I think you're right. Yeah. And that's why I don't want to be friends with you. I want to date you. Okay, fine. Let's date. Okay. Deal. You guys heard it here first. I think I think I'm going to end it there before she can take it back. <laughs> Because you know how it works, right? Like, if you say you're going to go out with someone on a podcast, you can't take it back. That doesn't, you're not allowed to do it. You this, can't? Is, this is a legally binding <laughs> contract, Maya. Wait, you didn't make me sign anything. The, no, we have a verbal contract. That holds up in a court of law. Does I it saw really? it on a TV show. <laughs> I saw it on, I think, Mindhunter or something. <laughs> Maya, uh, it was wonderful catching up with you, and I look forward to maybe going out. Okay, Billy. <laughs> well, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye, everybody. Do you want, do you want to take back what you just said? I don't take back. You want to take back? No. Okay. Later. Huh? Huh? Wasn't that a was that a little bit of a surprise? Did anyone expect that to happen at the end? Yeah. And to give you just a little bit of an update, Maya and I have gone on a couple of dates. Uh, they've been good. We've had some fun. She is still sexy as ever. She's intellectually stimulating. Uh, and she's finally tried booty calling me, which, you know, she uh, she ain't the biggest like, hey, come fuck me type person, it seems, with new people. And uh, so I feel like that's almost like a, a level I've reached where she was like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. It's so funny because I couldn't. I was in a position to to help out. But it felt nice to be asked. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And I guess I'll keep you all updated of that situation uh, as it transpires. Let me know. I love getting your emails at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Send your comments. Send your questions. Send your booby pictures. You know, whatever. Uh, if you want to say something publicly, I would super appreciate it. One of the best gifts you can give me is uh, by giving me a recommendation to your friends. Say something on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my username is at the Billy Presida. We use the hashtag Manhor Podcast to let people know about the show. Another great way you can support the podcast is by signing up for Wink, the premium wine delivery service, which matches wines specifically to your taste palate. Thanksgiving is coming up, and you're going to want to be the one who brings the cool wine to the party. Get $20 off your first month and support this podcast by signing up at trywink.com slash manwhore. Next week, we've got a great episode with online dating consultant Steve Dean. Uh, anyone who's binge listened to all of the Patreon bonus episodes should be very well uh, aware of Mr. Dean. 
at this point. Uh, he's an online dating coach and consultant. We had a really great conversation, and uh, I can't wait to share him with you all next week. But until then, enjoy yourselves. Congratulations to Danica Rome, the first openly transgender member of the Virginia House of Delegates. Congrats on your historic win last week. And everyone else, stay slutty. <laughs>